All right. Well, this is the uh, inaugural, possibly, episode <laughs> of uh, our podcast. It's called Loathsome Things, and we are a, a horror movie podcast. Uh, my name's John, and with me is uh, my co-host, Josh. Hello, uh, potential listener. That's right. Um, we are uh, a couple of horror movie fans who have spent quite about quite a bit of time talking about horror movies uh, and all kinds of other nonsense. But one of the things that we've really enjoyed talking about is horror films. And uh, we, you know, always kind of thought it would be cool to uh, to have an opportunity to get a podcast going where we can just kind of, you know, kind of mix our, I don't know, how would you put it, our irreverent uh, takes on things along with our kind of semi-academic takes on, on stuff. Uh. Yeah, highly semi on the academic front, um, but but yeah, I mean we both we both have strong opinions. Uh, we both have a, a strong love for the genre and uh, really enjoy talking about it. And you know we're both mediocre white men in America in the, the early twenty first century, so might as well make a podcast. Yeah, I mean that's that's the logical next step for us. Yeah, yeah. That thus the success will just fall. One foot in podcasting and the other in the grave. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) The real horror. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. So uh, I think uh, today we're going to be talking about the movie Headcount. That's right. Um, Was I guess you want to talk about uh, like talk about it spoiler free for a few minutes before we get into all the details. Yeah. And I guess we should say that if you haven't seen the movies that we are going to talk about on this podcast, you you need to know and we'll mention it, but you need to know that we're going to spoil the fuck out of them. So the entire thing. Yeah. So if you're if that doesn't matter to you and you just recognize that we're so amazing that you have to listen to us anyway, then tune right in. Otherwise fuck off and go watch the movie first. Yeah. 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 I I would say for this one, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, go ahead and watch the movie first. Uh, I, I'm not like super, I, my, my opinion on horror movies is that other than the absolute most horrible, worst, boring of them, Mm -hmm. they're almost all worth seeing to some extent. And this one's definitely in the worth seeing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This, this is obviously, um, well, it'll be obvious, I guess, as we talk about it, but it's not either of our favorite horror movies, but at the same time, as you say, I, you know, I share that opinion with, with, with horror movies. It's very, very rare that I ever watch a horror film that I don't enjoy. Um, there's always something in it. I mean, you know, even it's very rare. I mean, there are some where they're just so painful. I just can't get through them. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like a choice you make where you're just, you finally just have to kind of cash in your chips and say, you know, I'm losing more than I'm winning here. But that's pretty rare. I mean, put in some ridiculous gore and you've got me going for at least a good 10 minutes and then maybe like a stupid joke or something, you know, and then next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in there for like 30, 40 minutes and hell, some of these movies, that's halfway there. So. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to have put in 30 solid mo- minutes of a, of watching a horror film and then be like, "You know what? I'm done with this." But they do exist. They do exist. We'll we'll probably review some of them. I'm sure we will. I mean, it and it it is going to be kind of funny because 
I'm sure will reinforce these these sentiments throughout, you know, that we'll be talking about a movie that neither one of us, you know, might even be able to recommend to anybody. <laughs> but we both think it's worth watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's like this weird, you know, like this movie really is a piece of shit and you're going to waste every second of watching this. And I really I just think you should watch it anyway. Yeah, you you should watch this, and um, we're sorry. (laughs) We didn't make it. Please don't kill the messenger. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, thankfully, Headcount is not one of those films. I'm going to go out and say that it's pretty good. It's, uh, I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, but it is is approaching the higher echelon of of the genre, especially like on the 21st century and like um, the... It, it does some really cool things. It really does. It's uh, it's kind of a a little mini genre within the horror world all its own. Um, that you know, I mean, it well, it, it taps into a few really. I mean, there's the group of teens that you know go out on on some sort of trip by their own, and you know, then then horrible shit starts happening. I mean, that's pretty universal in horror films, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The the group of youths, they are having sex, they are drinking, they are having drugs. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and there is a bad thing around them. And then the bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Um, so yeah, it it reminds me, uh this movie reminds me a little bit of uh some of the movies from these two guys, uh Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Mm-hmm. Um they've got the they're they've got a kind of a similar movie with uh, uh, these two guys that head out to this cult, these two brothers, and that they used to be uh, members of when they were younger, and you know, out in the desert, and crazy shit ensues. I don't, I think we may cover that one day, so I don't want to go too far into that. Right, one. no spoilers on future episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it, it's kind of a kind of a similar feel to that one, um, but but this one is. Is it's got, you know, the acting is good. I I thought the characters were actually pretty believable, uh, given you know the confines of this genre. Yeah, uh, they weren't as one dimensional as they easily could have been. Yeah, um, yeah, no, they were they were way more fleshed out than your average uh, average horror movie. I would say like they like there was uh, honest appeal. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of like at first. I kind of thought, okay, you know, this is going to be kind of rote, but um, I was, I was surprised to see that that, especially as the film went on, that they really kind of developed the characters a little bit more. And and even as you, you know, even as things started to go crazy, you know, they still were able. There were still elements that kept you tied in, you know, um, which carried through. I thought. I mean, it it, it made it more enjoyable. Absolutely. So yeah, definitely. I would say stop this podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, Uh, it's not a good thing to say on a podcast, but stop it. Walk away, go watch the movie. It's available on a variety of streaming services, Mm -hmm. uh, some free, some paid, and then come back once you've seen it to see if you think that our opinion is good or if we are just shitty. (laughs) <laughs> that's right <laughs> and, and are we gonna are we gonna do a, a ratings system Did you, is that we had talked about that yeah i'd be okay with doing a rating system i mean for me i was thinking um uh each of us do one through five and mm-hmm. combine it for a score out of 10 okay uh but if you have a better idea i only have one <laughs> no that works that's that's great i think we can go with that 
Okay. That sounds good. I guess we'll All do right. that at, at the end, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then I guess we could even at the end talk about what we might watch next. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good yeah. idea. And if and when we get to that point, you know, you guys, maybe if you want to give us suggestions and stuff, once you get used to watching or, you know, like listening, I should say, um, feel free to recommend stuff to us. Uh, we, you know, there's probably a good chance one of us has seen it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we wouldn't, you know, consider covering it. I mean, a lot of the stuff we, we we're going to cover is stuff we've probably seen several times already. Yeah. For example, this movie that we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I would say if you're going to prevent yourself from having the movie spoiled for you, go ahead and turn it off now because we're going to get into spoilers right about now. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Oh my God. One person definitely doesn't die yet, but it, yeah. you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 yeah it's uh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, I just said that. And then I realized it was basically true, but um, yeah, <laughs> no, I guess. Okay. So it's basically, it's about these, these two brothers. Uh, there's the, the the one that's in college, his name's Evan, uh, yes, and he's uh, he's a little, I don't I, I don't know. It's like at first I thought that he was going to be like the the like stiff, you know, kind of like uh, kind of dull dull guy, and then the, his hippie ish brother who lives out in the desert in like a tiny camper, yeah. uh, Peyton. I thought he would be like the crazy party guy, but as it turns out, it was kind of the other way around. Like Peyton goes out to the desert to kind of get away from everything if i remember correctly yeah no that guy he has uh he has sage hanging from the ceiling of his camper he has old pizza laying around he's got a drum in his bed like that guy's obviously the pothead but then it turns out no he's like clean living guy that likes a sound bath now and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> and evan is the the college party guy who just yeah. wants to have a good time yeah the the very awkward and like like slumped shouldered college guy. He's not like a like crazy woo type of dude. Yeah, he, he yeah he seems kind of like the the computer lab guy. But but then he's you know which was kind of cool in that they neither of them were really quite the caricature that they could have easily been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's a that's a pretty good line that runs through the whole thing. Yeah. And so pretty quickly, you know, we, we, we see these two guys kind of getting back together and I'm trying to remember what the, what was like the, they, what was the purpose for Evan to come meet up with his brother? Was it just to hang out or? Yeah, it was, it was just to spend time together. It looked like it was either like spring break or, or, you know, some sort of, you know, reason to not be at college. They had a limited amount of time. And so he was driving all the way out to the setting, which was Joshua Tree, California. Pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was just to get to spend time together because Evan's in college and his brother lives in Joshua Tree. And so they don't get to hang out very much. Uh, we find out uh, fairly early on that their parents are dead and that Peyton has been more than just an older brother to Evan. He's also been kind of like the parent. There's even a, a point at which Evan talks about his, uh, how Peyton has a dad phase, a mom phase and a brother phase. And he switches between them in uncomfortable uh, speeds. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Um, 
but I would say before all this, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to read the quote. It's the first thing you see in the movie, yeah. and it like sets sets a stupid tone. Yeah. Uh, the so the first thing you see of the movie is this quote, and it's a hisgy is a vengeful thing. Five times its name, you never sing. Uh, with skin pale white and eyes of green, it's something you've already seen. And so with that little bit of just terribleness, uh, <laughs> we know that this movie about a a brother going to meet his other brother in Joshua Tree isn't just going to be a family drama movie. That's right. It will also in some way incorporate terrible poetry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let's see. So um, one take- of the things – oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say they take off on a hike, but no, go ahead. Uh, well, one of the things that I really liked about um, about the setup, like before he gets there, there's um, like right after those words appear on the screen, then we just see him looking at himself in the rear view mirror. And so it's like he's staring directly at us. I thought it was cool because it says with skin pale white and eyes of green it's something you've already seen and he's got super pale white skin and green eyes and it's the first thing you see and then something in the back of the mirror moves and it's like a little jump scare but it's just someone closing the hatch on his car right um i thought it was cool and i thought it was cool that uh it what it was is it was him dropping his friends off at the uh airport and there was four of them. So that meant that there was originally five of them in the car. Mm-hmm. That might not sound important right now, but that number five becomes significant over the course of the movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that also sets part of the tone. So it's not just him going to meet uh, his brother. There is also like this little like sad boyness about it because he really wants to be hanging out with his cool college friends. <laughs> and uh, like he's, he's uh, on the, on the drive there, he's calling his brother, leaving voicemails. And he's like, yeah, I don't want you to forget that I'm coming again. And, and all of this stuff. And uh, I also thought it was really cool. It, whenever he's driving, it's showing the traffic inbound to wherever he is. I'm guessing some sort of crazy California city mm-hmm. um, is like thick and backed up. And the traffic on the direction that he's driving is almost empty. And as that scene is going on, he's just getting more and more isolated with fewer things and people around him until he's just out in the desert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I like that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, so he he gets there. He he meets up with his brother, and they they kind of interact a little bit, and then ultimately they they decide to go out on a on a hike or a walk. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, it was uh, the choice. He was like, "All right, do you want to do um, go hiking or do a sound bath?" And <laughs> his his brother really likes the idea of a sound bath so much so that one of the very last scenes includes the words "sound bath." <laughs> Dear God. And he was like, I think we'll do the hike. (laughs) (laughs) Which immediately endears you to him. Yes. We're like, yes. Okay. Good brother. (laughs) Yes. Because nothing good can come of anything called sound bath. Sound bath. (laughs) I think the quote was, uh, you feel totally fucked up afterward. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. You just feel like you are. (laughs) Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Oh my god! So they head on the hike. They uh, they quickly encounter uh, a group of teens, yep. um, and 
you know, it's, it's like at this point, you're, you know, you could easily see how this is going, kind of following the the narrative of the, you know, the teen horror film or something, like maybe a slasher or something like that. Um, and originally, I, you know, I was my first reaction to this group of people was that I would never hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, but they, he, he immediately starts giving the eyeballs to one of the girls. And, uh, well, and her to him. And, uh, we, we find out, I think we hear her name pretty early on. Her name is Zoe, but they, everybody calls her Zoe. Yep. And, uh, so they, they kind of hang out and they're talking and, uh, it, eventually they invite the, the brothers to come back with them to the house that they're staying in, uh, for tequila and, uh, shenanigans. And youth, youthfulness, general yes. youthfulness. General youthfulness and no sound bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, uh, Evan's pretty excited about it because he's super into this girl, yep. and uh, which I get because she's very pretty. Yep. And, and uh, this is uh, what in the, in the, what the internet would call a meat cute, where like, oh, look, they like each other. Isn't this adorable? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Nothing good will come of this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then interestingly, Peyton, he doesn't want to go. And so he, uh, you know, there's like this little bit of attention or a little bit of tension established here because, you know, Peyton's just like, eh, you know, I thought we were going to hang out and, you know, you know, I don't like to, you know, drink or whatever. And, is you know so there's there's this kind of this moment between the two and and you know ultimately Evan of course says look I've got a movie to to get going here I'm gonna go hang out with these people yep yeah and and, uh, and then Peyton just kind of pisses off yep yeah and in there we get um, we get a nice uh, shot of all of them they all introduce themselves. Uh, and so we get to see how many of them there are. It turns out that there's, uh, we, they don't count it out right now, but there's nine of them in total. So, uh, Evan makes 10 and their names are Tori, Haley, Vanessa, Brian, Nico, Sam, Max, Brian, Camille, and Zoe. Uh, you can also think of them as uh, several unimportant characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few that actually have anything to do with the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, but a bunch of them are, are rounding out as we get to groups of five, and that becomes important later. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's and essentially what it is is it's uh, uh, four couples plus Zoe, and then yeah, and then of course Evan is gonna yep. uh, close the circle or however you, the pentagram. Yeah, yeah. Later, later on, it it uh, gets mentioned that uh, he was like, ah, so that makes you quote the single one, <laughs> and. That's right. uh, and then uh, the part of part of his awkward charm is um, uh, well, we can get to that then. Uh, we'll get there. Um, let's see. Well, they get back to the house. If I remember, it cuts right to the house, and they're they're right in the middle of taking tequila shots. Yeah, yeah. They're they're taking tequila shots. They're smoking marijuana. Um, he even offers up his, uh, lighter at some point, yeah. uh, to, to help someone spark up a J and, uh, that's when we find out that he has a race car bick 
uh, big with the little like race car uh, wrapper on it. And the race car has the number five emblazoned on it. That's right. And uh, 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 Zoe is like, oh, this is uh, you're you're into NASCAR. You're like a hillbilly or something. And he's like, no, I, I stole this from my brother when I was 12 years old and he let me keep it. And he still has it. And apparently Bix last that long. Oh, they do? I, I I don't know, but it's it's a oh. big and he, he stole it whenever he was twelve and he has it now and it's like this important thing that later his brother like f- picks up and he's like, Oh, the big that my brother stole from me. Oh look, it's got marijuana smooch on the bottom. <laughs> so it's like this bick that just never runs out of juice. It's like the most important lighter in cinema history. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I didn't know those things lasted that long. That's I know. <laughs> it's, I guess if you don't use it ever, maybe. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so the, yeah, well, so the lighter makes its, uh, it, it makes its first appearance. And, uh, you know, to be seen later. Yeah. There's going to be some lighter antics coming later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see, what is it? Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to say here, like, even though it is like a nondescript person one or two, there was, they didn't, they didn't go straight to them tequila shots, shots, it showed them walking towards the house and you even get like little moments of spotlight on individual characters. Right. So you could tell the director didn't want them to just be full blown background characters. Like everyone got at least a few lines. Yeah. Which is good because then it, you know, that means that there's these people have some sort of backstory, which, you know, it helps, you know, helps flesh them out. I mean, there's, there's a reason why, you know, so-and-so this and that, and, you know, you, you find out some stuff about some of these people later and you don't really find out anything about others, but you know, you don't, you don't need the backstory for, you know, 10 different people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially whenever most of their death scenes don't even happen on screen. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, they they have a good night. They're doing crazy youthful stuff, and then apparently at some point they are all now around a campfire, and they are are uh, telling each other scary stories. Uh, yeah, and it, that's and it's Evan's turn. That's right. Yeah, this is a very um, y- you'll never see a scene like this in a in a horror film where people are sitting around a fire <laughs> telling scary stories. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't get through that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so so Evans, it's Evans' turn to tell a scary story. He says he doesn't know one, and they tell him to go to anonymousnightmares.com, which yeah. I checked. There isn't one currently. It's a uh, 403. They had such a great opportunity for them. Such an opportunity. Um, and so he ends up reading a story about the Hisgy, where he says the name Hisgy five times and then reads that little poem uh, that we all heard at the beginning of the movie, or saw at the beginning of the movie that you heard me say. And uh, they all think that he's a dumb piece of chit- uh, shit for picking it. Because <laughs> it doesn't wow. sound, there's nothing scary really about it. And, uh, you know, the, all the, it, it sounds like everything else that you encounter on this website is your kind of standard you know, campfire yeah. horror stuff. Yeah. And so, and, and creepy pastas, like it's, it's supposed to be like the same type of thing as like slender man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this one, there's just, there's no explanation or anything. It's just this goofy poem and you know, they're, they're partying. They, they're not going to like, you know, stop partying and get on the internet and go find out what that meant or any of that yeah. nonsense. Yeah. They just, you know, basically 
called them dumb and went back about their business. Actually, more specifically, they decided that it's time to take cinnamon whiskey shots, which is just the most disgusting youth thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's n- nothing good can come of that. Yeah, that's, that no. stuff is horrible. Yeah, like I can understand maybe having cinnamon whiskey around if you're doing specific things, but to be like, yes, we are going to do, we bought cinnamon whiskey for taking shots. Yeah, for the sole purpose of drinking cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it turns out that uh, uh, Zoe and Evan uh, don't want to do cinnamon whiskey shots. Instead, they go to the hot tub together with a bottle of tequila. That's right. Um, Which is a pretty know, good scene. It's a, and a good call, really, on their yeah. part. Well, I guess if you consider what happens. But yeah, they go out to the they go out to the hot tub. It's uh, you know a little bit awkward. Yeah, uh, Evans. You know, he's obviously. I mean, they're obviously both very into each other, and they both know it. But they're you know kind of kind of being a little bit hesitant, um, which I thought they handled well acting wise. I thought it was pretty believable. Oh yeah, I was totally in it. I, I- a totally adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Adorbs. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is when they say the thing, like they're talking about her being the single one and she calls herself the ninth wheel. And he's like, ah, oh, that's three times worse than a third wheel. And it's like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That could have easily ended things right there. Yeah. It is the most believably awkward line I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately for him, she's very forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then they kiss. So yeah. you, you get the conclusion of the meet cute. They kiss uh, very aggressively. She kisses him mm-hmm. while he's being awkward. Mm-hmm. And then instantly there's something, they hear something and look, and there's like a creepy thing in the distance of the dark desert. That's right. They see just at the edge of where the, the light from where they're staying reaches, there's a, some sort of a figure standing in the distance that appears to be looking directly at them. Yeah, it's got those those cat nighttime glow eyes, mm-hmm. and and it's just barely the shape of like person. Yeah, if I remember, only Evan sees it, right? Well, I think I think she sees it too, but she's like totally on board with it not being a person that it's just like a cactus oh, right. or something. Yeah, um, but they both definitely see it, and uh, Evan's just like way more on board with it being a scary monster. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> because that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a terrifying monster. Like, um, and uh, they, uh, you hear a weird insect noise that becomes the signature noise for that creature. Um, and they both get creeped out. They decide that it's time to exit the hot tub. And they, uh, as they're exiting the hot tub and getting ready to go in, the camera angle switches to that of the history and it starts doing that you know uh slasher thing where like we see its movements as it's like stalking them yeah like the camera's right behind the creature kind of thing yeah that po yeah. the creeper pov yep yeah it's that was that was really good uh nothing comes of it right now they get inside and they start like looking outside through the windows um and people are like what's your problem? What are y'all doing? And they're like, Oh, we thought we saw something. They accuse, uh, isn't this, is this the point where they're like, is it just your weird, creepy brother maybe creeping around outside? I can't remember if there, there's that one guy that, that starts 
kind of saying that over and over. And I, I, I think it might be there where he first brings it up, but I mean, it, it, he repeats it throughout. It becomes like almost like a theme for this dude. Yeah. 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 I forget that character's name, but he's a douche. His name is, I've got it here. It's Max. And oh, Max. even when he's, uh, when it's, when he's introduced, they say that's Max. He's a dick. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, and that was Camille that said that Camille is one of the other uh, members of this group that are uh, actually matter to the plot in any way. Yeah, she's uh, she she at first she kind of comes off as as like the dumb blonde type. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later she's the slightly less dumb blonde type. So I thought that was, you know. That was a yeah. nice development. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the, the very, like the most free spirited, uh, her, her shirts have the most purposeful cuts and tears in them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she's just like, woo, but yeah, no, it turns out that she's like the most on board and, and, uh, like, yeah, let's believe that something creepy is going on. Yeah. I, I, I kind of liked her character actually. Ultimately. Yeah. Yep. Camille. Yeah. She Camille. was good. Um, and then let's see at this point, people are, oh, um, at this point they're talking about tequila shots again. And, uh, Zoe says that she has better tequila in her bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so they both walk towards her bedroom, but we see, um, as they're walking past, we see a guy at the table who is none of the people that are there, like mm-hmm. none of the group. And he's just rearranging cups on the table. <laughs> uh, right. And then, you know, the, the scene fades and we see them the next morning and it's obvious that, you know, they thugged. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they clearly got it on. <laughs> yeah. They, they did that. Uh, and, and then, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, Evan sees that he's got five missed calls. Nice. <laughs> exactly five. Yep. And, uh, y- you know, I mean, obviously it's it's going to be his brother probably checking up on him, right? Which it is. But um, gets he goes outside to go get his shoes. And uh, while he's out there, he sees footprints around the area that, you know, like shoed footprints, I guess you would say, that were fresh. I, I'm, um, I'm sorry. I believe that's shod. <laughs> shod footprints. There you go. <laughs> um, and so he, you know, kind of like verifying for him that that somebody was out there or something, of course, uh, snooping around and, uh, you know, came a lot closer than just off in the distance. Yep. And as he's as he's out there, he he. He's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. That there's that scene where you, you, you see him and the camera's pointing to, like it's pointing towards the house. Like he's in, you know, he's got his back to the house yep. and, and blurred in the distance is like a blonde haired figure yep. just kind of standing there. And then when, of course, when the, when you see that angle again, it's gone. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the same one. Uh, as he was walking out of the house, it was a blonde girl on the couch, playing with things on the table. And he even said good morning to her as he was walking out the door. Uh, yeah. She didn't say anything back, but yeah. he was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm hungover. <laughs> That's, I'm pretty sure I've seen her before. Yeah. I need shoes. <laughs> That's right. 
And so then he decides that he's going to go check out the creepy wood shed uh, just off slightly in the distance, still on the property. Always a good idea in a horror movie. Hey, what's in that shed? I think somebody was snooping around. Maybe they're in the shed. I should go in there by myself. (laughs) And so he does. Yes. And uh, I mean, he, you know, for the most part, he doesn't find anything until he gets to this one room. And then he sees this, um, what I guess you would say would be like kind of a, it looks like a Native American type, almost like it's burned into the wall, if I remember (laughs) Yeah, so it it looked like like you could see the etch marks where it looked like it was etched with a knife, but then it also looked like it had been burnt in, and um, and it also it kind of looked like a pentagram. You know, it was a circle mm-hmm. with a five point, not really star, but yeah. like kind of like star with the the uh, the point angled down, and then a creepy demon head at the top, which broke the circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which you know, I mean, if you're if you were already semi creeped out out in the desert and kind of in a weird, you know, environment and you saw that in the shed, yeah. uh, it might, might concern you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It would, yeah. Definitely. Definitely a little concerning. Maybe kind of rad. You know? Yeah. Pretty cool. You'd probably want to go get Zoe and have her check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't have that. to. No, no. No. And he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, because uh, in a moment where we see the blonde girl now hovering kind of behind him, mm-hmm. there's a, a jump scare for the movie where all of a sudden Zoe appears out of nowhere next to him. And he's like, ah, and then the thing behind him is gone and she didn't see it. And he's like, oh, nothing. It's fine. Let's go back inside where the partying is. Yeah. 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 Because it's a 24 hour nonstop party. Yeah, they they even go back inside and people are rolling joints and he's like you guys are starting already. <laughs> that's I mean that's that is why they're there. Yeah. Yeah, they they only have so much time with that cool Joshua Tree house. <laughs> that house is cool too. Yeah, it is. And it's a cool place. They have a like full itinerary of like get high, go to a spot that we know about in the park and then come back and drink and get more high. It's really kind of an ideal vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minus yeah. the his G and, you know, like the dick and, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Overall. And and yeah, it's uh, you, you start getting to know the characters a little bit more. Um, it's, you know, your your pretty average group of nine young people where there's some that are uh cool people to be around. There are some that are completely neutral and you're like, okay, they're also here. And of course there is at least one horrible dick man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it, they kind of, they kind of hit all the notes of like a, a teen group in a movie, but they're not at the same time. They're not really one dimensional caricatures. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I guess it's a little different. There's no like, so for one, there's no the pothead because they're all the pothead. That's true. Um, and then I guess the the dick is kind of the jock just because he's like a little aggressive uh, and like on the verge of being violent, but he never actually gets violent. He just is like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I appreciated too. Sometimes yeah. it's it gets tiring when it's, it's like this – this forced tension that's just so completely over the top, you know, yeah. like, 
it's like the people making the movie think you're not going to notice if they don't do it that way. You know, like people were pretty perceptive. They can pick up on that stuff. You know, they, they do in reality. It's not like you don't go to a party and, you know, some guy's being an asshole to you, but you don't notice unless he kicks your ass. <laughs> Oh, I guess that guy was kind of being an asshole to me. I, you know, back now that I realize, <laughs> thinking when back he kept, on it, when he kept calling me names and stuff, I guess I should have been more, you know, careful to kind of pay attention to that. Because once I ended up on the floor with his foot directly in my ass, <laughs> it was too late. Yeah, then I real—that's when I realized he that was an asshole. Max is a dick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so 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 at this point uh some people are rolling joints some people are making break breakfast and nico the potheadiest of the group uh pulls out a bag of mushrooms and he says does anyone want to do shrooms with breakfast and everyone's like no go fuck yourself you asshole and he's like okay and uh, uh then it moves to this scene where they're all gonna get in the car they're gonna go to a, one of the various cool places in Joshua Tree. And um, we see Camille talk to her boyfriend. He's uh, rummaging around in the fridge. And um, she says uh, five eggs and a whole pack of bacon wasn't enough. And she's just like disgusted with him for being enormous. Uh, he's like seven foot eight or something. I don't know. Yeah, he is uh, huge. Yeah, and uh, and then she walks out to go to the car uh, along with uh, Evan, and uh, Evan's like, "Oh wait, aren't we missing someone?" And she's like, "Yeah, my boyfriend's back there. He's being a total pig." And then that guy pops out of the car. And he's like, "What? I'm right here." And uh, so she's confused, and he's like, "No, what? That blonde girl? That that other that blonde girl?" And they're like, "No, you're dumb. You you can't handle your shit." <laughs> and uh, and then they assume everything's fine, and they all go. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, and and suitably creepy too. I thought that was handled oh, yeah. pretty well. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was the it was the first um, first real inclination of it's impersonating them. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's I mean that's when you realize that. Well, I mean, obviously the movie's called Head Count, but you you know that's that's kind of the uh, like the first moment you realize these guys are in real big trouble. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then they pile into their cars and they drive past a desert meth shack slash bar mm -hmm. where people have shotguns. They get out of their car, they start walking around, and then you hear gunshots that sound like they're very close to the microphone, but yeah. apparently far off in the distance for the group. And they're like, who's shooting and why? And uh, as far as I could tell, it never mattered. No, it, it it was just something there, maybe to to kind of create this sense of unease or something. Yeah, which I mean, you know, yeah. If you're out in the middle of the desert and people are shooting guns and you don't, you're not sure exactly where or why. Yeah, yeah, that's unnerving. I'd be uneased. <laughs> you're like, wow, I I know fuck all about how to protect myself in the desert yeah. when people are shooting at me. <laughs> I guess I could throw a cactus at them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, where they, they end up, oh, I was just going to say, they kind of start wandering off, you know, a little bit. Uh, uh, Evan and Zoe kind of separate a little bit from the group for a second. And I'm trying to remember exactly what happens. There's that area that's kind of, it's like super rocky. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like weird, like 
like grooves in the rocks or something almost. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like climbing to some sort of uh cool up spot where they can look down from it at the whole desert. Yeah. Yeah. Some elevated spot in Joshua tree, which I guess is like an actual place there. Yeah. Um, and so they're all, they're all up there kind of, kind of hanging out, just, you know, surveying the area, I guess. Um, do they hear more gunshots up there? I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I feel like it sounded, I feel like it was, it, it stopped at this point because at this point it's like a really long shot. Like the camera's in one spot and it's, uh, several of them are all standing at this, at this peak. Um, and, uh, we're, we're being distracted because Nico is talking to Evan about drugs. Right. He's like, so you must, uh, come out here a lot with your brother living here and you should take a different hallucinogen every time you come up out here. So you have a different experience each time. And, uh, and so we're, we're, we're focusing on that. And there's like, it's, it looks, it honestly, it looks like a nineties album cover of just a bunch of young people standing around looking in different directions. Yeah. It's like, uh, like a U2 album cover. Exactly. Yes. U10. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and then one of them, uh, walks up out of nowhere. Her name is Tori and she looks at Zoe who is middle, middle screen, but all the way furthest back in the distance. She looks at Zoe, looks at the other four and then looks back at Zoe and just stares at her. And then all of a sudden Zoe takes a step off the cliff. Yeah. Just casually just steps off the cliff and drops out of the shot. Yeah. And then you, you, I, is that the point where you look up and you see, what is it? Tori is that Tori. Just stand, standing there, like just blankly looking at her, laying crumpled on the ground below. Yeah, yeah, leaning dangerous, dangerously far out over a cliff to stare down at at um, at Zoe's Zoe's body down below. And uh, at some point, Zoe, like the rest of them, you know, panic and they're like, "Oh, now we have to climb down and go help her." And uh, we're, Tori's just staring down at her. And at some point, Zoe even looks up and is like, "Oh, Tori's still up there, or whatever." Yeah. Um, then everyone gets there and is trying to help her, and and uh, more things happen. Yeah. Surprisingly, she's. I mean, she is injured, but not ter- as badly as you would imagine. Like maybe dead. Yeah. Because I remember when she jumped, I thought, oh, I guess she dies here. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it looks really severe. Then it turns out that her ankle is not broken. It's just really gorily sprained. Like it has this huge ball of swelling on one side. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A shiny purple mess. Yeah. Honestly, probably the uh, one of the goriest scenes in the movie. Yeah, that, yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's, well, there's a lot of blood and stuff later, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's true. It's not kind of a, another interesting, I mean, I'm all for gore. Don't have a problem with it, but it's, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be in every horror film and it, it certainly doesn't have to be in every teen related horror film, which kind of, you know, just makes it, a, a ends up being like a riff on a slasher or something, which this really isn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's not. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's a pretty loose riff on it, but there's this weird, yeah, that that's, what's cool about this movie is that it borrows from different, you know, kind of different types of, of movies. There's like the, you know, the almost like not really a cult, but kind of dipping into like folklore and, you know, 
demons maybe and or even aliens or you know it's 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 kind of a little bit of all these weird things um which which i thought was cool i thought it kind of added to it yeah absolutely yeah this was uh one of the points at which i started thinking about what what is what what even is this so like apparently it came with them because at this point we realized that the the Tory that stared at her was obviously the Tory, uh, not the real Tory, because core Tory is like down there with the rest of them helping her. Yeah, and and Zoe is even like, "Oh, what about Tory?" and like looks back up there. So we realized that that was the Hisji again. That's yeah. now the second time it's impersonated one of them. So it's like, all right, did the Hisji get in the car with them, right. or? Can it just travel as fast as a car? Teleportation. Uh, we we saw it stare at Zoe, and then she walked off the edge. Later, she even said, um, "It felt like I was a passenger in my own body." So that means that it has like some sort of mind control power that right. we'll see more of later. So it, yeah, it's like you know, you start thinking, "What is this thing? Is it uh, witchcraft?" Uh, there's a lot of um, Native American stuff in here, so you think it could be like like a, a native american trickster creature yeah alien that was weird for me because th- that was one of the things that i mean we'll probably get into it later but um just in case i forget i'll bring it up now um like i i, I didn't really understand was was there summoning it like something almost in a way that it it triggered just by having them be present you know in its environment maybe and that that it just needed some kind of way for them to, you know, to recite this this poem or these lines that that allows it to basically start doing its thing. Um, because I mean, it, otherwise it would it would just be a weird coincidence that they landed on this website and summoned a spirit of of some sort that apparently goes hand in hand with the desert. Yeah, I I don't. Th- think it's that because whenever evan gets like all 100 percent on board on it's a scary monster he does a bunch of internet research and it's like pictures from suburbia and stuff yeah so there's there's a lot of questions around that i i wonder i think maybe the director wasn't even really going for like i need to have a full-blown answer for everything which is part of it is the mystery of oh it could be all these crazy different things yeah, and, and and that's that's actually that's cool. I I like that. I don't need because I mean almost exclusively when when they try to explain every little thing, it it just kind of demystifies it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, because oh. it's yeah, it's being forced. You know, it's it's everybody has their own idea of you know what they think is scary or what they think is you know what something like that could be. You can just use your imagination, and sometimes it's it's better to kind of let the you know, let the audience kind of figure that out for themselves because then it feels more, it almost feels more personal. Yeah. I would honestly say that this movie maybe revealed one thing too many and we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. I suspect I know what that is, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cause, oh, wow. (laughs) Um, also, at this point, I wanted to talk about uh, there's a painting on the wall behind the couch. Yeah, and uh, it it's very uh, it's very like First Nations themed, and it has um, three pyramids on the bottom. The center one is biggest. It has a circle in the middle, and in the circle is like a, a fan made of uh, four four of like four different p- fans 
fanning off from the center. Mm-hmm. And the circle is made of uh, a creature where at the top end is the body and the circle itself is the neck and the other end is the head. And it looks very similar to the, uh, the thing that was carved into the wood. Right. Um, and that'll become more important later, but I noticed that. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that was interesting. Cause it's like, uh, I, I didn't go back and check. I mean, was that, was that picture there all along? It was there all along, but it changes throughout the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 one of the cool things about this movie is that there's little touches that you you wouldn't necessarily need to catch all of them to still get the gist or to appreciate it, but um, there's so many of them. Um, yeah. I obviously didn't catch all of them, but you know that and that at one point you're just bombarded with them, so it's it's impossible to ignore the fact that they're there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it starts getting like okay, I don't need to take a note of this. <laughs> yeah. I like, okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually <clears throat> at this point, whenever they go uh, back and, and she's injured, uh, they're talking about whether or not they should go to the hospital. And she's like, no, I just need to lay down. Don't embarrass me in front of the cute boy. Um, they get back uh, and Camille goes into the fridge to get a beer. And that's that when we see that everything in the fridge has been arranged into groups of five, there's yeah. like, a row of five carrots. All of the beers have been turned into rows of five. Uh, there's a uh, 15 eggs. And so for each group of four eggs, there's one extra egg put on top of it to make a little pyramid of five eggs, everything fives all around. And she like pauses to look at it and is like, huh? And then just keeps going on. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The five thing, because I, they don't really explain it, do they? No. Uh, uh, it's just, it just likes the number five. And that's great because, I'm, I mean, if I had to sit down and try to come up with some explanation for it, I would probably start looking into like, you know, occult history or folklore or demonology and and ultimately coming up with, you know, something that was a lot less interesting than just leaving it alone. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It turns out that the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like five matters here, I see. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it also has that witchcraft thing, you know, cause it kind of looks that, that symbol kind of looks like a pentagram. So yeah, it could be, it could be any number of things. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, there's people that are like into numerology and stuff who are going to read all kinds of stuff into the numbers and fought, you know, so that just, that just, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's that kind of like occult stuff where there's a hidden meaning behind things. And the more you look, the more you find. So it works really well in that respect. Absolutely. Um, and then we get this, uh, it moves to this really good scene, um, where they're playing, uh, what is it? King King's cup. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. They're playing King's cup. And like the, the first one that we see is, uh, uh, one of the girls pulls a five and they're like five is jive. So she has to get up and dance. And in very not horror movie fashion, she's off camera dancing they're all watching but we're not seeing that happen that mm-hmm. is a very prototypical horror movie scene where it's like oh yes objectify this now yeah yeah so uh that was cool um we've got evan is again sitting underneath that painting that's mm-hmm. on uh, behind the couch but now he's sitting over to the side of it and um the camera keeps panning back and forth across everyone that's playing king's cup so like all the way over on the left we have zoe and then evan and then I think it's Camille and then Tori and 
mm, the other guy, I think Chim Chim. Yeah, Chim Chim Glasses Man. And uh and then Nico and off screen is uh uh I guess Vanessa or something. Mm-hmm. And um and so it just keeps panning back and forth. And then what happens, John? Well, uh you you see, yeah, you see the crew as it's panning back and forth. And then I'm trying to remember the camera angle changes, and then you <laughs> you see one of the group that's sitting at the table <laughs> walk by. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh um so it, part of part of the angle whenever it's panning back and forth is you can see into like through a narrow doorway into the kitchen where people yeah. are playing beer pong and um they're making fun of one of the guys for like oh yeah you're going to do that uh um it's Sam his name is Sam uh they're like you know, like oh yeah you you uh put your hand down for this one cuz they're they're like part of it is never have i ever that's and right they're going back and forth and uh and then someone's like, Sam, that's bullshit. And uh, and then so we're, we're seeing Sam. He's looking at the person that called him bullshit. And then also Sam pops his head out from behind the doorway. That's and it's right. like, what? <laughs> that's right. And then all the lights cut off. That's right. All the lights cut off. And that, that was a that was a super creepy moment. Yeah, that was like the scene of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was really great. <laughs> Because he's so goofy looking and then it's like, it's pretty much impossible for anybody to deny that crazy shit's happening. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that Although was they still try. Yeah, they do. They're like not, not buying it. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, that probably would be a pretty, you, you, the last thing you want to do is give in to thinking that shit is happening. Yeah. They, um, yeah, they start looking for all the normal, regular alternatives. Like, oh, we were confused. Uh, Hey, Nico, did you spike our stuff with drugs? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which but, is, you know, fair guess. Yeah, fair guess. Um, but they do end up uh, searching the house just to make sure that there's not someone else in there. Yeah, they go like the three guys, uh, like Max and Evan. And I, I forget who, who the other one is. It Nico that goes with them? Max, Evan, L and uh, and um, Sam. The, Sam, the one that appeared twice. Right. Okay. They go out to to try and figure out like if, if there's somebody in the house that they can, you know, like an intruder of some sort because they're yeah. s- still hanging on to the, you know, the, re- the real world, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they're searching all through, you know, it's, it's, it's creepy, intense. They're, you know, some, some rooms they can turn the light on, some they can't. And, you know, ultimately they don't find anybody. Yeah. You, you can see in the background that there's like, uh, towels have been stacked into groups of five. Yeah. There's like a assortment of five mouth spit cups in the bathroom. That's right. And uh, yeah, but nothing. But nothing. No, no, no people. The, but yeah, the five stuff is is now completely just exploded everywhere. Yeah. At this point, you can stop taking note. We're like, we get it. Five. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they they end up like. Well, they, they basically end up sleeping together in the room, in the living room, because mm-hmm. um, I guess they're all freaked out. Yeah, that, and that's where um, where the lights are still on. No, I think the lights are out, but they start to come on like in order, like one and then the next one, like kind yeah. of in almost like rows. Yep, sort of. Yeah, and then that's the scene. So it's yeah, it's it's them, and the lights are coming on. And when the lights come on, we can see that that painting has now changed. Yeah, there used to be three pyramids, and now there's five pyramids. 
and there's five red lines underneath the pyramids and there's five uh, uh, red lines emanating out from the middle top pyramid and that f- four fan in the middle circle has now have become five fans. So that was, that was really neat. <laughs> yeah. They're like, their, their, their doom is fully loaded now. Yeah. Yeah. It's on. <laughs> and then as they're all sitting there or well, as they're all s- sitting there sleeping, I guess uh, the, is it, I guess it's max, right? The, who is it that walks into the room and just silently passes through the room? It's Max. And yeah. that that's it like it's I guess it's just for atmosphere. It doesn't really seem to do anything, but yeah, like the rest of them are all asleep and he just kind of like walks through. Yeah, it had this creepy feel, but there was no like doppelganger element to it or anything like that. So it was just I guess it was just there to kind of startle you a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe eat up an extra you know fifteen seconds of screen. <laughs> yeah, and then they cut. Then it cuts to to Zoe and E uh, and Evan. They're in bed, uh, which I'm, I'm. That was that was also kind of strange to me. Like, did I miss? Did they were they in the living room when everybody was sleeping? And and then when it's yeah. day, the daylight, they wake up in bed together. I, I I mean, it didn't really wasn't relevant. I just wondered. Yeah, uh, it, I I don't feel like it. It got touched on it's just you know they're they're sleeping in that bed together whereas everyone else is sleeping in a giant pile in the living room yeah so i mean either way it it didn't i don't think it had anything to do with the story but they 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 wake up together they're in bed it's morning um he he starts seeing stuff in crazy order yeah like the bottle caps like yep. lined up just like the uh the marking in the shack and like the painting behind the couch. Yep. And uh everything on the coffee table is fives like all of the f- number 5 cards have been flipped up. All of the dice have been turned to the number 5. Everything's like little five shot glasses, five, you know, Dixie cups, everything and he's like, "Huh." Yeah, it was really cool. It was it was like, you know, just just everything, even like the debris and just the crap, anything that you could put into groups of five. Yeah. That I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh at at that point, uh he what is it? He has some kind of an encounter. Oh yeah, he two of the two of the characters show up and start talking to Evan and kind of explaining why Max is is being such a douche. Right. Yeah, that's uh, Brian, uh, the tall, slick-haired guy, and Nico, the pottiest of heads. The pottiest of heads with the with the uh, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, and he like it, they started off like they come in there and he's like, "Here, I made you this friendship bracelet." <laughs> and that's right. It's like, okay, cool, cool guy. <laughs> that was actually a cool scene because it, you realize that they're not they're not all just a bunch of douchebags. Like these guys are actually pretty nice. They're just, I mean, they're doofuses, but they're you know, yep. they're oh, harmless. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Brian totally looked like he could be the, you know, backup bully type of guy. But then he's just like, cool dude, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then they kind of give him a little bit of the backstory that Max had had a relationship of some sort with Zoe in the past. And, you know, I'm assuming she broke it off. I think they say that. Yeah, that Um, she dumped him and then now they're out on this expedition together and she picked up some random guy in the desert. Yeah, (laughs) so – you know, it's, I mean, that's, I guess, I guess in Evan's mind, he probably can understand that, but you know, that doesn't mean that Max isn't a knob. Yeah. 
<laughs> that actor, by the way, did such a good job of being a knob. Like he, he I was hated him, but yeah. I realized after a while that I don't hate the actor. I just really hate that character that he's portraying really well. <laughs> yeah, it could be a fine line. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and then you god. see him in an interview later and you're like that guy's such a dick wait, oh my god oh wait he's just being nice to the re- oh <laughs> why is he so nice to this reporter oh, i hate my life <laughs> wow i believe anything <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so evan evan sees all these things and you know all the fives and you know is probably I don't, I don't even know what you would think when you see something. It's not necessarily disturbing in and of itself. It's just strange. Yeah. And uh, uh, and the the two guys are like, what was that story you told? The five monster? And then he's like, no, it's the Hisgy. And that's what he like, starts putting it all together in his head. Yeah. And then he, he hits up the computer to do the old... The old Google search. Yep, yep. And he uh, starts seeing like case files of other times people have had like history experiences. And uh, we we see the word suicide curse appear yeah. on the screen. Yeah, it's a suicide curse and that it's it's brought about by uh, or it's it's carried out uh, by some sort of shapeshifter. Yep. Yeah, doppelganger. Yeah, now he realizes that, you know, that that's that they're in big trouble. Yeah, we are we are all fucked and no one will believe me. Yeah, no, everything isn't just weird. We're we're in deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the point at which he decides uh I have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, he actually like, has a, a has an attack of of reason. Yeah. It's like I'm going to leave now. Uh goodbye. Fuck all these people, including Zoe. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already did that. Let's uh, finish this one up. I should really talk to my brother. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that sound bath is really sounding good right about now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so so what happens next? We've got uh oh he so he goes outside. To like look at stuff again? I don't remember why he's outside. I don't remember why he's outside either. And then he kind of turns around to go back in. And as he's walking by kind of the way the camera, the angle from the camera is behind, he he basically, he essentially walks by Zoe who's sitting against the wall mm-hmm. and he doesn't really notice her. Yep. Even though he walked right past her. And then as soon as he gets past her, she, she says, you know, whatever she says like, Hey, or, you know, something gets his attention. And he turns around and they they start talking and I forget what they say, but I know she ends up with his lighter. Yeah. So let me see. Um, let me see. I've got the quote here. Um, oh, yeah. And when he was doing research, I just wanted to point out that he was he was clicking that lighter the whole time like it was a habit and it was just like reliable, like flame every time mm-hmm. so i can't imagine that he developed that habit and that thing still has fluid in it but <laughs> yeah. you know good job bick best yeah. product placement yeah um she she's on the porch she says oh yeah uh, she's basically um she convinces him not to go he's like hey i've i've got to get out of here she's like no don't leave me i really don't want you to leave me i want you to stay with me and and then he's like okay <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and then it's like, she's like, they're going to go, uh, they're going to drive out to another place in the park. Um, 
you go in Nico's car. I'll ride with Max because Max is still mad at you. So we should probably not ride together because a boy. Um, and then she tells him, uh, he's like, he's got to go in. So she says, I'll probably already be out there when you get back. That way, uh, you know, she's going to be in a different car than him. And he can just assume that she's there. And uh, then he's like, oh, okay. And he goes inside and we see that she stole his lighter somehow. Mm-hmm. And for some reason. Yeah, which isn't really ever clear, is it? It's it's not really. Uh, it's it's very strange. But uh, he gets in the car. Uh, they they all leave. He gets in the car with Nico and Camille, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a fun conversation uh, where like she accuses him of spiking the food, and he calls her a dick, and they talk about how she has a crush on Anderson Cooper, mm-hmm. and uh, they almost crash into the back of their friend's car, and that goes nowhere. And, uh, then they all get out of the car and then Evan realizes that Zoe is not in the car with Max, that she didn't come along. Mm-hmm. And now there is five of them here and five of them back at the house because a bunch of the girls and two of the boys stayed behind to keep an eye on her because apparently her leg got worse. Mm-hmm. And these ones all decided to go on an adventure. <laughs> Right. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he he freaks out. He grabs Nico's keys and he's like, oh, no, there's five of them back there. That means a bad thing's going to happen. Yeah. Grabs Nico's keys, jumps in the car. Camille is like, uh-uh, I'm going too. Gets in the car with them and they speed back, which apparently takes forever because by the time they get back, it's night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. It was like. Yeah. Um, uh, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was, <laughs> they, that was a, well, that was a hell of a drive. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, no, we're going all the way out. <laughs> there is no, they, like they, they got to the place they wanted to go and then almost immediately turned back around, got back at nighttime. So like, I don't know how long they were planning on staying out at that cool spot. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like, it was like dusk in the first part and then. You know, like, and then night after. I mean, it was day and then night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, uh, they woke up first thing in the morning. He had that conversation about how Max's Zoe's ex decided to leave, had a quick chat with fake Zoe slash his G on the porch, and then they got in the cars and left. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> That was a, I, I don't know if that was a, a, intentional or some sort of continuity error. I mean, yeah, it also could be, you know, a bunch of like college, you know, we're all drunk and stoned. It, that morning scene could have been at like 3 p.m. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good point. It did. It did seem odd that they always got up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like pretty sure they went to bed in the morning. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's also weird because this is supposedly taking place over the weekend and there's a lot of different days going on in here. It is. It really is a day packed weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, I guess it could be instead of it being spring break, maybe it's like a, a holiday weekend, but I don't yeah. know. Um, let's see. It's what It's a five day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good ones. Yes. Uh, um, let's see. We've got, uh, he finally drives back oh, on the way there. Camille is like convinced of the problem. Kind of. They drive back. It's nighttime. And we see that there is a line of red liquid surrounding the house. The instant he drives the car over it, the ca- car dies. Yeah. 
And uh, inside the house, everything is real fucked up. Yeah, it's uh, like all the weird stuff that's been going on times a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, just like complete chaos in the house, like uh, pool cues sticking out of the wall and and shit turned over and, and it's messy and, and strange. Yeah, yeah. The the cards are arranged all over the floor in crazy patterns. Yeah. Uh, stuff is just stuck to the wall, like not even in the wall. Like spatulas are just on the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just it, hanging out on yeah, the wall. It looks real worrisome. Like things are on the ceiling. Uh, it lo- something weird happened there. That is that where they have the the enormous circle with the cups and the, the beer yeah. bottles. Yeah, yeah. And candles and and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, like some sort of cool ceremony happened there. Yeah. And uh, there's a horrible sound, and it turns out that the butcher's uh, knife that um, that one guy had when they were searching the house is mm-hmm. in the garbage disposal and just making mm-hmm. a horrible noise. Uh, there's also a fork sticking out of one of the now sparking electrical sockets. There's a fucking noose in one of the closets. There's a toaster in one of the bathtubs. Yeah, it's like a it's like a suicide festival in there. Yeah, no bodies, no blood, no. Uh, just all of the accoutrement of suicide. <laughs> Grab bag. Yeah, you know how you kill yourself by putting a knife into the uh, garbage disposal. That oh, one. that one. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. It does. It's a classic though. <laughs> Most people aren't brave enough to do that one. I'm still doing it. It's been years. <laughs> what a gross thing to make jokes about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> what happens next, John? <laughs> Trigger alert. We're morons. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, what happens next? Um, I, I don't remember which girl it is, but she ends up with a knife in her hand. Oh, yeah. It's uh, one of the indistinguishable uh, girls. <laughs> is that what it was? It wasn't like the Tori girl, right? Well, she I, I feel uh, Tori and Vanessa were like, they were pretty much the same looking. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think this one was Vanessa. I think she was, that's the one that's Max's new girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, we saw her with the, it's a Swiss army knife. And we saw her oh, like, that's right. Earlier, she was in the, the flatbed of the pickup truck while the car was going. And she just had the blade out and she was just like playing with the edge of the blade with her thumb earlier. Like, oh, that's, that's real smart. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they've, they've gone outside and Zoe is out there. And uh, Evan is like, oh, no, don't don't be near her. That's not really Zoe. And um, the other the other truck shows up. They all come through. She holds up her hand. And as they cross the line, she starts counting how many of them are in the circle. Mm-hmm. And then she like once all of them are in there, she's like doing her thing. She like closes her thumb and uh, now there's only four fingers showing and that girl, Vanessa, pull uh, has her knife already out and we just see her slit both wrists. That's right. In a real like herky jerky mechanical motion. It's a really effective scene. Yeah. Yeah. That actually worked really well. That's true. Yeah. And uh, and the only death scene. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
so they start freaking out. They bring her inside and they try to figure out a way of saving her. They talk about tourniqueting her arms, but they, uh, she's dead. Yeah. And at this point they see the Hisk G, which, uh, let's talk about that for a second. This is, um, one of the, <laughs> one of those moments that, uh, we, we were kind of explaining earlier where y- you have terrible things in horror movies and they're still good. Mm-hmm. Um, the appearance of the history, I would definitely put down in the category of terrible things. Yeah, it looks real bad. Maybe loathsome things. Oh, it's a, is it our first loathsome thing? <laughs> oh, we'll we'll figure that out when we wrap this bad boy up. We will, but yeah. it 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 looks like a brainy, like brain snake alien thing with giant green eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it, it look it 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 looks it's poorly done. It's it's not just like a terrifying creature. It is bad CGI, real bad. Yeah, and um, not scary at all. It just looks silly, like cartoonish. Yeah, it's it it didn't at really add anything. Um, I think part of what they were going for is like when he was doing internet research, and even at the beginning when we see the poem, things are like. Like, like the screen is malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. And that's also part of this is it's supposed to kind of look like an image that is malfunctioning in the way that something on a screen would. Kind of glitchy. Yeah, but it looks bad. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it's unscary. Yeah, it's laughable. I mean, my, my wife kind of popped in and out watching this with me at points. And she she's not a horror movie person, which is part of the reason why she was popping in and out. And yeah. The movie was almost over and I think we were going to watch, you know, we were going to do something afterwards. So she was sitting there kind of just waiting it out with me. Yeah. And she saw that and even she was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Yeah. Which that's not a good sign. No, no, it, it, it was very uh, 2010, like, like, say 2008 era sci-fi channel, like, shark versus barracuda versus anaconda movie like level budget creature it was it was like oh shit we need a monster can you throw something together in 40 minutes yeah yeah it's a it was it was a strange choice um but uh it it gets better because then at that point it starts shape shifting into the other people and we, you can hear it climbing on the roof and freaking them out. It, it changes into um, Nico's girlfriend, Haley. And he's like, we have to let her in. It's Haley. And they're like, it's not Haley. And he's like, no, Haley. And it's fine. And they, they barricade the door. And then uh, once it's climbing on the ceiling, it starts playing back sound bites from earlier in the movie, which yeah. was very strange. That's <laughs> yeah, a little odd. Yeah. And so they're like, ah, oh, we don't, it doesn't even look like they're reacting to that, but that's just something that we as the audience get to hear is a uh, various and not very related quotes from earlier in the movie. Um, I guess they're supposed to be emanating from the history. And uh, anyway, then uh, it lowers more of its fingers and the three people in there with Evan try to kill themselves. Yeah. In grand fashion. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. That was pretty great. Cause pretty much at that point, all hell is completely broken loose. Yep. 
it's just like total chaos. Yeah, there's uh, uh, Max is wrapping, uh, uh, what is it, um, shrink wrap around his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nico, like you see him, he's pulled out a bottle of bleach and is just like chugging it. Just chugging the bleach. That was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And uh, Camille, you see, has like a like barbecue fork that she's about to stick in her eye. And we just see Evan like running around trying to prevent everyone from killing themselves. And then it moves to a shot from outside where we just hear him trying to prevent them from killing himself themselves. And then he runs out of the house covered in blood. Yes. Yeah, that was that was a great that was a great little little section there. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Uh, you, like just seeing a guy wrapping his head in shrink wrap while another guy's chugging bleach. It's like, oh my god! It's like, <laughs> like, like, wow, this, this this demon is not very nice. This party got weird. <laughs> no kidding. Oh man. Um, so yeah. So so Evan. Evan bolts. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> and he uh, he he gets to the bloodline and at the bloodline or whatever that is, I, I assume it's blood. Yeah. Um, the bloodline around the house. He he sees he he sees like the entire scene that he's like the shot that he's in duplicated and reversed on the other side of that line. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's it's obvious that he can't escape because once he goes past that red line, it's just the same land inside the circle again. Yeah. He's just, he's just, yeah. Which was, you know, I mean, a pretty, pretty simple effect, but it worked. Yep. Yeah, it was absolutely. cool. Cause they showed it from a distance. So you could see everything. You can see the building and, you know, and kind of the, you know, you can kind of feel for the guy. Cause that's uh that kind of sucks. Yeah. That sucks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's he's a- even like, well, how do I get out of here? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah. So he decides to call his brother. Yeah. Um, he goes, I think he goes into the shed and, and then he decides to call his brother and he leaves a, he leaves a message with his brother. And at this point, this is like, you know, everything's just crazy. It's, you know, even though he's by himself in the shed, it's, you know, the craziness of what you've just seen is pretty much carried through here. Yep. So he calls his brother. He leaves him a, a you know, a, <laughs> one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and then but it's well, actually what? it's actually pretty uh pretty tame because he's not like oh there's a monster getting us. He says, uh, "Can you please come back to the house? I need your help. I'm in a lot of trouble here. I'm sorry, and I love you. And if I don't see you, goodbye." Yeah, that was that's right. Yeah, it was pretty much the most understated call for help I've ever heard. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> what a bland I'm in, guy. <laughs> I'm in a little trouble. Yeah, can you please come back to the house? Turns and we out already it's a, know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Turns out it's a demon suicide party. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm the last guest. And uh, and we know from earlier, from the very beginning of the film, that uh, uh, Peyton doesn't really check his phone very often. Right. Um, and uh, it, we even got to hear the same voicemail uh, mess outgoing message as from earlier, where it's like, hey, I don't really check my phone because I'm too busy living my life. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> too busy knitting dream catchers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So and Zoe shows up. Yeah, Zoe shows up. Zoe demon, Zoe creature. Yeah. And uh, she says, like, it's going to be okay. She calls back to earlier whenever, uh, before 
all of the killing started, she said that they made their own choice and they're going to be together now forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like right by him. And she's like, uh, it's okay. We'll be together forever now. And uh, then there's a well, fire. Well, she busts out the lighter. Yeah, that's right. And she, she, she gives it to Evan and he lights it. And, but he, I think he, does he light it or does he try to light it? I can't remember if he lights it or not. It's probably like one of those dramatic end scenes where you like see him try to light it and hear the click and then it's just blackout. Yeah, he probably did something. it five times or something. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he does do that at some point. It's probably there. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So he, he she gives him the lighter. He lights it, tries to light it, whatever. And then it, it cuts to, um, it, you know, it's daytime and we see Peyton has obviously gotten the message because he's driving up to the house. Yep. And uh, uh, go and is not worried at all. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't understand. Yeah, it, and it is like not that night. It is full blown the next day. It is full blown daylight. It's like I don't think he got that message. He was probably like, probably time to go get Evan. Yeah, that could be actually. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. So in that case, that that makes sense. So he shows up day. The the shed is burned down. Yeah, yeah. We just see cinders. Yeah, but the house is totally normal looking. Yeah, everything is clean. Everything's in order. The painting is back to the way it was at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the, the he sees the, or I don't know if he sees it, but the lighter is in the in the bowl in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he yeah he goes over and he looks at it, picks it up, and <clears throat> sees right. the weed smooge on the bottom, and it's like that's oh, right, potheads. That's right. And then Evan shows up. Yeah, spooks up from behind him. Yeah, scares scares him yeah. and, you know, apologizes. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. And they they get in the car and they they take off. And as they're driving, you know, would it, uh, Peyton basically offers to uh, bring bring Evan to meet some of uh, some of his friends. Yeah. And as they're driving along, it cuts to. Uh, Evan looking out the window and you're, you're kind of looking at him like directly at his face from outside the window and you see his uh, hand, his, his fingers taps five times on the, like the door frame yeah. as he looks at himself in the rearview mirror. And he's all like smirking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think it's going to end well for the next five people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess he's just hoping that there. See, at that point, I don't know. Does there need to be a total of uh, five more people, or does he count Four. as the fifth? I don't know. Yeah, that yeah. I wasn't sure about. And the other thing I wasn't sure about was if the if these if if the his she shows up and you know kills people in groups of five, like or gets them to kill themselves in groups of five, and once that's accomplished, why, you wouldn't the I assume that the history would like fuck off and go back to where it came from, but instead it's somehow he's like unleashed this his G curse on the planet or something. Yeah. Which I didn't understand because it's already shown up before in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's strange. Well, let, let's go ahead and just say like, that's where the movie ends. But, but yeah, like I'd like to get into this concept of like, what is, what is going on? So it's like, is it, is it witchcraft, first nations, aliens? Uh, and, and then, yeah, like that, that to me didn't make sense. It seemed like it was something where it was summoned. And then once that 
situation was over, it would be de-summoned, but it seems like it's following Evan around. I'm wondering if maybe it's because Peyton showed up at one point that one night and was like, hey, where's my brother? You know, how are things going? Like, could it be that now it's able to follow Peyton? Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's strange. I mean, did the lighter have something to do with it? Or was that lighter just some way of like tying them together? I don't, the lighter seems to have more importance than just, you know, a lighter. <clears throat> yeah. But I had no idea what it was. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say what my theory is. Okay. Um, I think that maybe what if, just hear me out. What if the Hischi is actually some sort of like murderous psychic emanation of Evans because it's always following him around. Uh, he's the one that read the thing. He's the one that like was the first one that's on board, like, oh, maybe it's a real thing. And it's like, you know, killing people around him and he's still alive. And what if it's him? That's actually, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. I mean, it, it, and it, it actually would make sense because well, then it, it, well, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some sense, I mean, it would make sense in the, in the, in the respect and the aspect like if all of those things, all those crazy things that, that didn't really make a whole lot of sense kind of make a little bit more sense because they're just figments of his mind. And so he's able to, you know, like tie loose ends together that in, in a loose way. Just, just to kind of propel this goofy narrative that's that he's creating through his own mind or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think um, I think the director didn't want us to actually have an answer, right? Um, but but it, it was interesting. I started thinking about that. Like, what if it's you know, like he's got some sort of like you know carry power or something, but he doesn't realize it or whatever. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, because he. It, I mean, obviously the story revolves around him, but it, it also could just revolve around him because they, they want a central character to kind of be the you know the center of the narrative. But also from from the, serving the story purposes, you know, maybe that yeah, that they could mean something like that. So it, um, because it's you know, there's something about his relationship with his brother that that plays into the story, and they get separated for basically the entire movie, and then his brother. You know, he's mentioned a couple times, but you don't hear from him again until the end. And there's obviously supposed to be some sort of rev- relevance there. At least there seems to be. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I think part of it is, you know, it, it gave a um, it gave a path for the end of the movie. That's, uh, you know, ending a horror movie is a very hard thing to do, uh, yeah. which you can tell by watching the end of almost any horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also it gave uh, more instant, it gave a reason for him to be there and to not be familiar with it. And that initial, you know, sip of sympathy that we get in the movie, mm-hmm. um, which becomes really important and, you know, plays throughout the things, but yeah, I don't really know. I, I don't have the answers, but I did enjoy it a whole lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I uh, I, I was surprised uh, because it just did, it looked like the kind of movie that could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a really good job with it. I mean, it was, you know, it was uh, suitably creepy at times. And um, yeah, and I think you and I have talked about this. I mean, when 
you know, at our age, I'm not sure how scary, scary movies really are. They're not necessarily scary in the way they, that they were when you were a child and you maybe saw your first genuinely scary movie and you, you know, you thought that that was like the end of the universe or something. Oh yeah. No, I, I did. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie and then worried that that was going to happen to me. Yeah. It's, it's totally different when, you know, as an adult, the most frightening thing is, you know, the possibility of losing someone that you could love or, you know, I mean, like r- real world stuff is frightening. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there, there's, there's still an appeal. These movies still hold an appeal and there are very, very much, or, you know, there are definitely scenes in many horror movies that, that creep me out. Um, yeah. you know, not now when the movie's over, am I scared to, you know, walk around in the dark other than that? I might stub my toe. No. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just because again, like the, the real world world stuff. And so as an adult, maybe the, you know, uh, a horror movie is just kind of a way to, I don't know. It, it covers a lot of, covers a lot of bases for me. It's uh, I guess it can be kind of cathartic, but uh, there's, there's something really fun about horror films because they're, it, it's like they're dealing pretty much in the realm of pure imagination um, kind of in the way that like science fiction films do, but there's this added edge of, you know, kind of teasing on things that, that people find frightening and, there's all kinds of different ways that people can feel scared and things that, you know, tropes or ideas or mythologies or things that, that really affect people uh, on that level. And even as you get older and, and you, you know, you don't like, for instance, I saw Salem's lot, the TV show, uh, which I rewatched recently and is awesome. But uh, I saw it when I was a kid, when it came out on television, I was mortified. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, that thing traumatized me and I had nightmares about it. And, you know, I had a big window in my bedroom that (laughs) I imagined like, you know, Danny Glick was going to come tap on the window and ask me to let him in. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. It was horrifying. Yep. And I, now when I see that scene now, it still gives me the creeps (laughs) as bad as it is, like as, as technically ridiculous as it, it was done. And, I mean, that, that show's still good, but it doesn't, you know, I mean, it's totally different experience now. Oh yeah. Now it's, it's a little hard to look at a uh, vampire with buck teeth. Yeah, (laughs) yes, exactly. (laughs) And then the whole time you're like, oh, it just looks like Nosferatu and this or that, but. Oh, blue. Really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Still, but it's still a fun movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Toby Um, Hooper made that. So he did a good job on that one. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to re- review that at some point, maybe. Oh, I'd love to. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think about all that blather? <laughs> I mean, I, I think you're right on. Like, uh, it's um, there, there's a lot of things in in uh, in the genre that I appreciate that are reflected in this movie. You know, one of the biggest sources of of what makes a horror movie the way it is is you know the lack of agency. Like once you uh, uh, you either like from the very beginning, not having control over your own fate or, uh, thinking that you do. And then, and then having that ripped away, or even just thinking that you do all the way through. And then just, you don't, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's all of these different levels in there. And it's, it's really interesting how this movie played with it. 
I I thought it was pretty amazing. It's you know like like I said earlier, it's it's not a um, a full blown masterpiece, but it's it's high grade horror. It was uh, uh, really good. It, it reminded me of um, uh, it follows. You know, it kind mm-hmm. of had that that same uh, creepy pasta feeling to it. Uh, really well executed. Um, I'm not afraid of a history, but mm-hmm. uh, you know I. I guess I'm now afraid of partying with nine college students out in the desert. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's can be pretty frightening, especially if you don't know them. Absolutely. Especially if guys like, Hey, do you want me to put shrooms in your scrambled eggs? It's like, Oh, (laughs) okay. And then I hallucinate. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I, it is kind of funny. Like if you put yourself in Evan's shoes, cause he seems, seems pretty, you know, he, he likes to party, he likes to get high and stuff, but he's also a fairly mild mannered guy. And, when he when he runs across this group of people, I don't think he's particularly. I think he could go either way as far as hanging out with them. He, obviously, the whole allure ultimately boils down to Zoe. Yeah. Which I mean, again, I don't blame the guy. She's gorgeous, but yeah. um, he, so you know that that makes sense. And then <clears throat> he gets out into this you know the scene with these people, and it's just a typical party environment. There's nothing particularly menacing about it. There's a little bit of weirdness towards him from Max. Obviously, I'm sure he probably picks up on that right away. But um, you know, until weird stuff starts to happen, I mean, you know, I guess it would be an okay time. I don't know. I I don't think I would do it. I don't. I wouldn't want to hang out with a bunch of strangers because I'd feel like the you know okay this this girl's into me but everyone else hates me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like this is this is super not great but then again it's probably from being old i know yeah, I, yeah. I would be but, like oh i want to go with strangers in the desert to a place where i don't know where it is yeah all i have is my stupid little backpack thingy and no <laughs> this is obviously a horror movie and <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. So I've got three questions for you. Okay. All right. Question one, you are paid a really good amount of money, and, but you're given a really bad budget to make a shitty sequel to this movie. What are you going to do? Uh so in other words, I get paid a lot, but the budget is not good. It's a bad budget, a low budget. You're not going to be able to get, uh, probably not going to be able to get these actors. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're, yeah, they're like, yeah, we want you to do head count too. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it's, it, it would be a, it would be a challenge for sure, but I think, I don't think the necessarily having a, I mean, obviously getting paid a lot would be nice, but, uh, but then again, if you wanted to make it in the, in the cinema world and you made a complete stinker, that might be the only movie you ever make. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but it would be kind of cool to take the, take the story and kind of go somewhere else with it. Although I don't know where that would be necessarily. And you could do that with new characters, uh, just by the nature of the story. Uh, you know, it kind of lends itself to being serialized almost. Um, unless it was all, you know, a figment of of uh, Evan's imagination. Is that was that what your theory was? I forget. No, my my theory Yours was w- different than that. Yeah, my theory was that he has like like psychic horribleness powers that he doesn't right. realize, and that right. he just was like summoning and creating all of this horribleness 
and visited destruction upon that group of nine young people. See that that idea does work because it, it it's you know he takes his cues from his environment like we always do you know like he's he's going to visit his brother he has this innate horrible power that he's completely unaware of you know there's this tension and there's all this family weirdness but then he's also out there being influenced by his environment and they come across these people and this this you know he's genuinely attracted to this girl but it's tapping into these vulnerabilities that he has and doing that exposes this this horrible ability that he is unaware of so then he's he's causing all this stuff to happen and, and we're we're kind of seeing it from his point of view more or less anyway so with that in mind it it gives more leeway to you know well he's just he's making this happen but he doesn't even realize it you know that's why like the painting looks different every time he sees it because he's you know it's it's a it's something he's doing yep but anyways would i make it I, I probably would make it but i mean that's that's easy to say because i've never made a movie before but i think it's a good enough idea that you could you could tell at least another story with it yeah yeah absolutely. and i don't think you need a huge budget. yeah i don't think you need a huge budget i mean i i could save a few bucks and and not have that fucking <laughs> <laughs> cgi easter egg turd snake or whatever yeah. that was it, it, Whatever the hell that was. Yeah, yeah. You you could probably get a scarier Easter Bunny like chocolate delight thing that uh, would be scarier. <laughs> that was yeah, that was it's, real bad. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's a shapeshifter. So the the strength of of that visually is going to be how it you know how it uh, assumes other people's shape and and maybe I don't know maybe you could. I don't know. I'd have to look into like the stories of like shapeshifters and stuff like the Wendigo and yeah. which I'm, I'm, I assume they probably borrowed from that idea a little bit. Probably. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, personally, I would never make a, a horror movie with teenagers. I can imagine that they would just be <laughs> difficult to work with for one yeah. thing. Um, and I don't give a shit about teenagers. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. though I have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Dad! <laughs> except for except for mine, yeah, which is both just so awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it now. I, I'm looking back at it. That creature had like, or whatever, whatever the history was, that had like um, obsessive compulsive disorder, like all of that stuff with five. It's just like sitting there arranging things, and yeah. that adds a really neat element to it. Like it's just like sitting around doing crazy business while people are having fun around it uh that's yeah. that's really I, I didn't think about that until now it's yeah it's sitting there like arranging everything in the fridge into fives not i don't think it needs to it's just doing that and it's i guess bored and waiting for the thing to happen yeah maybe it is ocd and so what happens is it you summon it it shows up and you're, you're making this giant fucking mess and the history just can't hang. Yeah, it's not dealing with it well. So it's like, oh, fuck, no. I'm going to take over this chick right here and arrange this stuff into yeah. little groups of five. And they 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 just keep trashing everything again. And the history is like, all right, I'm gonna, I guess they didn't get the hint. I'm going to do the towels yeah. and, you know, <laughs> all these goddamn red cups that never run out. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they still don't get it, get the hint. So then the history's like, fuck it. I'm just going to make them kill themselves. Yeah, so these they, people are terrible. I hate these people so much. <laughs> I'm going to clean this house. Everything will be fine. And then the fucking hippie shows up. <laughs> and he's got a log with the word sound bath tied to the front grill of his car. <laughs> and the demon's like, God damn it. You know what? All right. Let's just... <laughs> Whoever Clearly, my work is not done. Yeah, whoever this guy's friends are, they've got to die too. <laughs> Anyone that, that goes biking with this guy needs to die. <laughs> I mean, that explains it. Yeah, <laughs> there's our sequel. <laughs> it's from the perspective of the history. <laughs> so, to answer your question, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> question number two. <laughs> uh, question number two. Um, what was for you? What was the scene that made this movie? Uh, I, I mean, I, you had already mentioned earlier uh, that scene where uh, Scooter or whatever his name is pokes his <laughs> pokes, <laughs> pokes his head in the doorway and uh, and says, "Huh." And that was that was a great scene for me. But I'm trying to think if there was anything else really that that I found. Um, <laughs> I mean, the most ridiculous scene is when you see the creature. That was needless. Yeah, yeah, that was um, definitely an important scene in the movie for being a low point. Yeah, uh, the most definitely the most startling scene for me was was when that guy pokes his head in. I mean, we had already kind of seen some of that going on. Uh, I, I I think. Probably the iconic scene that will stick with most people is when Zoe jumps off the thing. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that was cool, but I've seen that. That kind of thing has been done in other movies, so it wasn't quite as shocking. I mean, if you've seen, you know, well, other movies that we may cover, then you know that people do that stuff occasionally in movies. Yeah, I, I would say in movies, it's more common for someone to jump off a cliff than to be in two places at once. Yeah. Uh, certain movies. Yeah. Yeah. And to and and to this movie's credit, I mean that's the two places at once thing is is often just butchered in films for some reason. I don't know why it, it's such a difficult thing for directors to get right. But uh, this director, who by the one by the name by the way, the name of the director is L. Callahan. L. Callahan, yes. And she co-wrote with uh, a guy named Michael Nader. Um, but to her credit, I think she did a good job of handling that. I believe she was actually the uh, the blonde woman on the sofa rearranging things uh, and then like hovering around outside the first morning whenever Evan goes to get his shoes. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's that's one a great of the, idea. Yeah. She's one of the people that played the history. If you go into the credits, there is actually a section of just everyone uh, by name that played the history. Mm -hmm. I think it might be wrong because it. Does not include Tori, who is the one that stared at Zoe whenever she jumped off. And yeah, then kind of goffy looking. Yeah, so I don't know if that's if that was like a red herring or what, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it's a neat little clue that there's a, a list of people that played the history in there. But, yeah, but I don't know. But yeah, I, I agree that that scene with a uh, uh, scooter. <laughs> that that is i I'd, I'd seen this movie a while back and whenever i was about to rewatch it that that was the thing that was stuck in my head was that scene and of course the terrible monster yeah yeah I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean that that when when he sticks his head in like that it it 
you knew something like that was coming at some point. I mean, if you've seen enough horror movies, you know that that, that kind of you can kind of get a sense for things that are going to happen in a way. Yeah. You know, you may not know exactly what it is. Sometimes you do, but uh, you may not necessarily know exactly. But you can just kind of sense from the rhythm that that's coming up. And but but it was handled so well. Like it it there's something really cool about putting you know, like because you're trying to put yourself in that position. You see the guy sitting right there at the table. And then all of a sudden he sticks his head in. It's impossible. And then all the lights go out. So you're just stuck with that. Yeah. You have to think about that for a second. It was cool. Yeah. And it's so, so quick. Oh, it was perfect. Also, when you watch carefully, you can see that uh, the one on the couch, you can still see his like shadowy outline. Mm-hmm. And then as people are getting up and moving towards the kitchen, the the camera like zooms in towards the kitchen. And so you see that like shape move past until it's finally like eclipsed out and you can't see it anymore. And then, you know, they turn the camera back around and there's nothing there. That's cool. Yeah. Really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I thought that those two, that that's a good scene. There's also the scene in the hot tub where you can see the history, like just barely on the horizon of light. Yeah. Um, That was, that was good, good uh, classic horror creep moment. It was, yeah, I agree. Yeah, there there are several <clears throat> there are several shots in the in the film that are pretty striking and memorable, and like you, the the setting, the overall setting is, uh, you know, I have like a weird obsession with going out to visit that part of the country, so it, it definitely hit that note for me. Nice, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a good setting. I like the cast, the story. Um, I, I, I like the story. I thought it was shot well, written well. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. And I'm excited. I found out that she has a movie coming out. Her her next movie is coming out uh, later this month called oh, wow. uh, Witch Hunt. Oh, okay. So another horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently or that's going to be. Sounds like one. Yeah. Uh, 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 sound, like I, I read the uh, basic like one sentence summary and it's, yeah, it's a. Uh, witch helping or someone helping uh suspected witches of like escaping prosecution or something like that. Oh, okay. And I oh. think it is prosecution, not persecution. Right. I think there's like a lawyer involved or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I might've just completely missed the point. Oh yeah. She's pretty, she's actually pretty young. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then oh, yeah. uh, what was your, th- what was your third question? So third question, if you were going to, uh, rate this movie on a scale of one to five, what would you give it? Well, let's see. Um, I would probably give it, I, I always will rank movies that I enjoy, uh, high. I, I would probably give it a four to be honest. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same place. I, I'm stingy with my, with my ratings. Uh, yeah. like I won't give something in a five unless it is like, obviously like just, just amazing beginning to end. Uh, yeah, it's iconic. It's an indisputable, like, yeah. uh, high point in the genre. Yeah. And, and I do think that this is, I think this is, uh, uh, probably one of the best horror movies that came out that year, 2019. Yeah, if you if you like scary movies, uh, this is good. If you're a horror person, this is good, and it's it's kind of a good like gateway movie for people that maybe aren't you know kind of on the fence about horror because it's 
it's scary, but it's also kind of intriguing. It doesn't go too far that, you know, for the way some people might feel is too much for them. You know, this one doesn't really do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's not, uh, overly gory. Um, it's, it's, it is, it's a, it's a good gateway horror movie. Yeah. There's, you've got the meat cute and the romance story in there. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, and it's a good one. It's it's a believable romance, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am sad that they didn't make it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and there's like five whole romances going on in there. We never get to hear about the fact that how how does Vanessa feel about Max still being obsessed with Zoe? I know. <laughs> I know. There was there was some definitely more character stuff that that we could have yeah. dug into there. And now we will never know because they all did. <laughs> they- that's right. They all went bye-bye. Yeah. How many stars did you give it? I, I, four out of five. I, I would say, I say that's, that's perfect for it. It's a, it's a, it's a really good horror movie. Uh, definitely. If you haven't stopped this podcast to watch it, go ahead. And once you're done, go ahead and watch it. It's a, uh, it's great. It's, you know, uh, 90 something minutes long it's time well spent you'll enjoy it you'll have things stuck in your head afterwards that will be good if you are a fan of the genre which you probably are if you're listening to this yeah yeah um and yeah so so that's from the two of us that's a composite eight out of ten. Eight out of ten that's pretty good yeah so yeah if you guys uh if you guys want to kind of share your thoughts about it if you have any theories uh, about what the hell just happened in those 90 minutes. Yep. Hit us up. Yeah. And if you think that what we're talking about is, uh, uh, or what we said was dumb, go ahead and tell us why you think that's dumb. Um, you can at me about it. That's fine. I don't, Same. Well, I don't have a Twitter, so you can't, but, uh, we'll work you, on that. <laughs> we'll get a, we'll, we'll get some social media stuff up and you can, you can insult us all you like on there. Yeah. We'll probably do that before we release this. That way you don't steal it from us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then we're also, you know, this isn't going to be just one episode. So we're going to obviously watch a movie next and after that. So if you have recommendations for us, let us know. Uh, uh, don't spoil the movie for us. Just give us the title, the year it came out, and maybe like a, a one sentence idea of it. And yeah. uh, we'll add it to a list of what we're going to what we're going to review. Absolutely. And don't be don't be shy. Uh you know, like we said, we've seen a lot of horror movies, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to recommend something that both of us go, oh, actually, yeah, that would be a good one. Let's do that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not picky uh, in that way. Like, yeah, you can you can even if you say something that I don't want to watch, that's fine. Thank you for saying it. And at least lets us know that the people that listen to this would like us to review things. I mean, I think if uh, if we're not going to review things that we don't like then it would just be a bad podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it might, maybe it's going to be fun to dump on something every once in a while that really is just begging for it. But in general, that's, I mean, we're, that's not what we're trying to do. I mean, we're, we're, we're here to talk about our movies, which we love. Yeah. And, uh, as you'll probably hear, it's going to be hard for us to be too critical of any of them. Yeah. Um, because we like them so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and in, in I they, they, we recently talked about one that I think maybe we should review <laughs> just because of how bonkers terrible it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that could be our bonus podcast. Bonkers terrible. 
<laughs> um, Welcome to Bonkers Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so with that, I guess uh, we could we can do this live. Uh, what do you want to watch next? Well, um, we've thrown a few a few around uh, back and forth. Uh, there, I saw on Amazon Prime right now that they have uh, the a couple of the movies that you and I were talking about. Um, I can't remember the watch. Free plug for Amazon Prime. Yeah, I know. Sponsor us. Felt bad after saying that. (laughs) It's okay. But (laughs) um, anyways, no, there was that one about the dreams and, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't, we may have to just pass on. I can't remember the name of the movies. Okay. That's no problem. There's there's one about the, uh, the, the Jewish family and they're being haunted by, some sort of Jewish spirit, like from, from their folklore or from their, um, their history. And, and that one's out now. Okay. And, uh, that one that's kind of, it's about a girl that has, uh, recurring nightmares and she goes, she, uh, enlists in a sleep study and, you know, they get her to tap into her subconscious or whatever. And then all kinds of weird stuff starts happening. Ooh, that's that one, always good. Yeah, that that looks pretty good, and the reviews I've read uh, it certainly make it look worth watching. Yep. Maybe one of those um, could be something that we've we've both already seen. Yeah, I want to throw one out there just because we did a movie called Head Count. I was yeah. like, I was trying to think of one that's like on a similar theme with that. Uh, we could review Basket Case. Oh yes. <laughs> it's also a movie with where you're trying to figure out how many heads are going on. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is, is absolutely insane. <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we should go with that. Okay. So, uh, so tune in next time when we uh, review basket case, you get a preview, go ahead and have watched that movie first. So you can follow along with our, um, Maybe not entirely accurate synopsis. <laughs> oh my god! It's like and then it had a lock on the wicker basket. What? <laughs> the lock was definitely on the basket. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a smoochy guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think we're probably done for today. I think we're good. Thanks for for listening and uh, check back next time with uh, on loathsome things. We're going to talk about basket case. All right, y'all have a good one. <laughs>